What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, this is just going to be a fun show today. Let me say that for me, at least. I hope it is for you too. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing another radio show now and that one is five days a week. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny because it feels like I haven't been on air here on Million Dollar Mindset Radio for like six months because I'm, I'm so many shows apart from it. So make sure to go check that one out. It's, it's interesting. If you're in business, you are going to learn so much about growth strategy that it's going to blow your mind. So go on over to bigpitchradio.com and uh, check out the show that I do there daily at uh, 2 o'clock Eastern Time. And today, today's going to be fun to hear because I'm talking about the topic that I wrote about over at Inc. and my column at Inc. And, and so that's Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And uh, you'll see that on the show page here on TogiNet, too, if you didn't get to write that down. But it's getting a little pushback, and I love that. I love when my columns get pushback. So the the name of the column is is something like seven or eight ways to become incredibly charismatic, something like that. And I posted just this morning, and I'm getting all these tweets and, and everything about, like, charisma isn't something you learn. You're born with it or you're not. And, and yeah, I kind of disagree. So I'm going to tell you why right now with a, a little bit of my own personal story. So I have a bit of a confession to make here. So I started my career at about 20 years of age when I landed my my first job at NBC television here in Chicago. And it was so cool because one of my job responsibilities was to plan the company events. And there were a lot of really cool and important people at these events. And I loved planning them, just loved the creativity I could put into them. And, oh, we had so much fun and, and just did some amazing things. So it was really fun until we got up to the event. Now, once that event came, the fun stopped for me, not because it was hard work, but because I felt like a wallflower. There were so many charismatic people in that room. I mean, the personalities were so big that I felt small. And at times, I even let myself feel insignificant. And I didn't like feeling that way. It, it was no fun. So I started observing these personalities and I decided to make it a mission, and I think this is an ongoing mission, to be very honest, uh, to understand the makings of these magnetic personalities and to see what I could do 
to either mimic or pick up on some of these qualities and characteristics so that I could transform myself from that wallflower insignificant feeling to a more outgoing participant and eventually to maybe somebody that you know, someone else would look at and say, gosh, she's got so much charisma. Now, I'm not patting myself on the back here. Well, when I compare who I am today to who I was, you know, a number of years ago, and and this was an ongoing thing. So it wasn't just that I was a 20-year-old kid. I mean, this went into my 30s, you know, and I'm, I'm such a different person when I'm especially when I'm out in public or with others and I'm being myself, I'm being authentic. I've just learned how to be more outwardly authentic. So why is it important? You know, other, because you may not feel like a wallflower if you don't have a lot to contribute. You may be perfectly fine with that. I'll tell you what though, people are not only attracted to those who have a big presence, but when you rank higher on that charisma scale, People are more likely to believe in you. And, and research shows that they're going to believe more in your mission and what you stand for. In fact, venture capitalists, of course, they look long term and they look at the probabilities and possibilities with, with your business. Absolutely. But their rule of thumb is to bet on the leader over the idea. So now they want a good idea, but let's say that six people come to them in a day and um, they have to choose. They're going to choose the more charismatic leader, the one who they feel can take people and, and lead them and a good leader creates other leaders, right? And that's what they want. So charisma can really and truly be a decisive factor in all of the things that are significant to your success, whether it's your career success, your entrepreneurial success, your product, whatever it is, uh, even success, you know, for, for stay at home parents and who, who want to feel more like they have more like they have things to contribute at uh, different meetings and different groups and different social events and even in the playground talking to other parents you know it's you want a certain level of success everybody wants to be liked so here are the million dollar questions first can charisma be learned and second should it be learned or when you do that, is it just considered manipulation or phoniness? Hmm. So that first question, can it be learned? I say it absolutely can because I've been told time and time again that I'm very charismatic. And I think to some degree, you know, to do radio shows and write for ink and be a coach, you have to have a certain amount of charisma. So I'm, mm, no, I was not born with that. I was a shy kid. I did not learn this from my parents. Neither of my parents were outgoing people. Um, there were no role models around for me that I can look back on and say, wow, that was a big personality. I really, really learned from that person. And second, should it be learned or is it just manipulation? Well, you should try to learn how to do some of the things. And, and I say you can. And the thing is, as long as you're not out to try and harm or deceive anyone, as long as you're being authentic and you grow into that authenticity, 
then manipulation is not your technique. Now your personality becomes part of your purpose, a part of a way to make yourself be more appealing to others and to get people on board with your mission. Now, can you go back to being, you know, more of an introvert when you're in private? Yeah, yeah, you can. But if you work, if you make this kind of a lifelong mission like I have, you'll find that some of that introversion will convert and and you'll like being around people more unless you're a real, really, really steep introvert. So I, I think it's absolutely learnable and you can acquire new behaviors if the reason you want to is important enough to you. Okay, so maybe if you're just saying, eh, I want to be more fun at parties, eh, maybe that reason isn't important enough. But if you're saying, I want people to believe in me, I want people to get on this bandwagon with me, I want people to come along for the ride, I want people even to show me how to do the things I don't need know how to do, then you need some charisma. You really do. So here are the things that I've learned growing up and that I'm still learning as I'm still growing up. (laughs) And, you know, they've not only served me well, but they've made my life so much fuller and, and, oh, my goodness, a lot more fun. I'll tell you that for sure. So you've got to start out by boosting your desire, right? You, You have to want to connect. And if you dread going to social events and meetings, well, that's just no fun. And you want to look at it this way. Everyone there has a story. Okay. So let's take, let's remove the attention off of you and let's look at everyone else in the room. Okay. Everybody there has a story and people walking around that room. I mean, when you walk into it, you see all the people in that room. It's picture this. It's, it's kind of like I don't know, walking into a library or a video store. There's a lot to learn, a lot to enjoy, a lot to absorb. And you never know how one person's story may change your life for the course of your business. You know, you, you can seek out so much knowledge and inspiration and gain so many incredible connections there. A room full of people is like your candy store. It's not a prison. So first, just take the focus off of you and put the focus on them. And that really is a part of being charismatic. Okay, so, you know, it's not all about you. And don't confuse charisma with with conceit or arrogance or anything like that. Because a charismatic person truly and really cares about the other person. Now, yeah, we have fake, we have fake charisma out there where they don't care and they pretend to care, but that's not who I'm trying to help you be. And that's certainly not who I am. So entrepreneurs, you know, you guys, you think big, right? And so think about the people in the room and all that you could absorb, all that you could learn from them. So, Boost your desire to connect, whatever that takes for you to do. Boost it up and you'll you'll be more likely to be able to turn the charisma on. So if you want notes on some of what I'm talking about here today, go ahead over to inc.com, inc.com. And look me up. You can just search Marla Tabaka and you'll come across, you know, my articles, all like five or six or seven years of them. I've lost track. It's been so wonderful. What a great follow-up to working for NBC. I'll tell you that. Inc. is, Inc. is wonderful. Uh, or you can come to my website, 
MarlaTabaka.com, T-A-B-A-K-A.com. And I'd love to hear from you then. I always uh, really appreciate your input, your show ideas, your questions, anything that I know that my audience wants, I like to make sure and address. So if I can, I'll do that if I can. And it's something I think a lot of people want to know. Hey, I'll find an expert who can help us out here on Million Dollar Mindset and in my space at Inc. So Marla Tabaka.com and Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. We'll see you back in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So glad to be here with you on this wonderful Monday. Can charisma be learned? I say to a very great extent, Absolutely, because you're talking to someone who who made that transformation. At least I like to think so. I don't know, but I think I did to some degree. So, you know, we talked about boosting that desire to connect. Got to do that first. And yes, I'm not saying that you're still not going to think about going to a network event and go, oh, you're going to you're going to do that sometimes. I do. You know, I'm not particularly keen on networking events. However, I shift 
shift that mindset to the million dollar mindset and I start getting excited about who I could possibly meet there. And then, you know, it really changes my chemistry. We all know that mindset changes chemistry. So that's my little, I do a little mental workout before I go and psych myself up. And then by the time I get there, I'm like, woohoo, yeah, the candy store thing is going. Uh, So my next tip is to be present and alert. What does that mean? Uh, Righty. We've all gone to these events or these parties or whatever. And you know what? I still get this from time to time where people ask you a question or you start talking and they're looking everywhere but into your eyes. And Oh, oh, oh that sounded bad. Uh, they're looking around the room <laughs> and, and they're not paying attention. Or worse, they get a text and they say, yeah, yeah, keep talking. I can hear you. And they start texting this person or reading their text. Oh my goodness. At that point, I say, Hey, check back at you another day. You know, I just, I don't even, I don't even stay there with somebody like that because that's not someone I want to get to know. But you know, it's, you don't want to be that guy, right? So challenging yourself to hear every word that somebody else is saying and to notice the details in their body language and their facial expressions, that's not easy. You know, that's, What you have to do, though, to stand out from the crowd. Now, it's really, don't think that this comes naturally because the human brain has from 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Holy Moses. That's that's like 35 to 48 thoughts a minute. A minute. That's almost every second something else is coming into your mind. How do you silence that? Well, you know, meditation is always going to be one of my suggestions. You practice bringing your mind back to the present when you drift off. And I like to use the visual of an ocean, seeing every thought coming in as a wave and sending it back out into the ocean. And it doesn't mean that you ignore important things at all. It just trains your brain to be present. Okay. So when you're with people, look them in the eye, smile when appropriate, and keep your energy high with with humor and with passion and curiosity. Oh my gosh, curiosity is just magical in conversations. People will feel absolutely valued and appreciated when you focus purely on them, leaving a lasting and favorable impression, and they're going to want to know you better. They're going to want to do business with you. They're going to want to help you. So present and alert. Just start practicing that every day, and soon you'll be able to focus on people, even the boring ones. Because you know what? I have found out something really important. There have been times I've met people, and I'm I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I've written them off within 30 seconds of meeting them because they seem drab, and they just don't seem like they're going to have anything to contribute. They're not going to be any fun. They're not important, right, in any way. And And I've been wrong. I've been so, so wrong. First of all, nobody should fit into that category in anybody's mind. So I'm as guilty as so many other people for putting people there. Um, But secondly, I've been shocked after giving these people a chance at either their stories or what they're involved with or who they know or what they know. And so, you know, it's important. It's important to give everybody a chance. Next, Next thought is to 
not be so serious. I used to think I have to be brilliant to make an impression. <laughs> I have to be the smartest person in the room. Well, that's just not true because I'm not. I'll tell you that. People remember people who have humor and wit. And again, you don't have to be some sort of a comedian to bring a laugh or two into your conversations. You can just share fun stories about your kids or your pets. My girls are 28 years old, and I still tell some of my favorite childhood stories that get people laughing the deepest belly laughs for the longest time when they hear these crazy stories about my girls. I still use those stories. You can use a little self-deprecation if you want to, but when you talk about your past mistakes in a funny way, oh yeah, I know that story, I blah, 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 you know, and bring some fun into it. You know what? I I lost my first million dollars in a business transaction that went on. I mean, it went on for over three years. It wasn't like I just invested and bang, it was gone. But I talk about that now and I make fun of myself for it and I laugh at it. You have to. And because if you take it too seriously, boy, you're going to be in your grave a lot earlier. So have to laugh at myself. And you can tell these kind of stories in a lighthearted way rather than being all business and all down and depressing. And don't forget about that vocal expression of your emotion. Think about how nice it is when you see someone, you bump into someone that you know, or you call someone and their voice and their, their gestures, their body language just communicate how happy and excited they are to hear from you or to see you. And even if it's subtle, you just feel so appreciated. Now, I am not suggesting that you walk into a group and you're introduced to someone and you start hugging them and patting them on the shoulder and shaking their hand for 50 seconds instead of two or three. Not, not, not. That's not it at all. But remember to brighten up when you meet someone and to look them in the eye and tell them how much you value the introduction. A lively, expressive voice is one of the most powerful instruments in the world, especially when it it's resonant and it just sparkles with changes with of pitch and speed and volume. And when you put smile into your voice, you know, on the phone, people know when you're smiling and they know when you're not paying attention and they know when you're multitasking. I've become an expert at recognizing those things because I do a lot of my coaching sessions on the phone and I can tell when my client's disengaged. And so I'll, I'll shout out, I'll say, Hey, you know what? Turn off the computer, put down the cell phone, turn it off, turn off the volume, you know, and catch them. And, and so don't think people are naive and they're not going to realize how disconnected you are. So use that voice. Here's one that I get some pushback on too. I love pushback. It just, it tells me people are engaged and they're listening and it makes me think higher thoughts and, and more expansively. So here it is. You got to look the part, right? The very first impression people have of you is a visual one. I mean, they sum you up in seconds. And professional personal stylists and leadership trainers advise that everyone have at least one good suit in their wardrobe, ladies too. Now, it's not always going to be appropriate to wear a suit, but listen to this rule of thumb that they, they offer. It's to purchase one-third fewer clothes and accessories and spend three times as much on your new items. 
Now you can go to designer um, shops like uh, Nordstrom, the Nordstrom Rack, and places like that. You can find some good deals. You're still going to be spending a lot of money, though. But I'll tell you what: the clothes that I buy. Uh, that are more uh, designer-ish, not because I follow designers, but because of the quality and the style, lasts me forever. I still have beautiful slacks. Now, they're not in style anymore, but I still have beautiful slacks from when I was in you know, my 30s, which is a while ago. I'm sorry to admit here. Um, but they're gorgeous and they're tailored. And, you know, I can still wear them from time to time because they're pretty timeless. But you got to be careful about that. Yes. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent with that. But if you got to wear jeans, that's fine. Just don't look sloppy. A carefully chosen ensemble just reads success. And, and when people know you're successful, I'm they do. They they look at you in a different way. They just do. It's just human nature. Okay. Don't forget the importance of eye contact. Now, again, many people are very very uncomfortable with eye contact, and that's okay if you're uncomfortable with it. Um, I don't. You know, I'm I'm not particularly uncomfortable with it. So. I can't exactly say what's going on in your in your mind, but it's some sort, typically I think that it's some sort of a value thing or uncertainty thing, or you just feel weird looking in someone's eyes. So you have to practice this too. I can't express it enough. There's, of all of these things we're talking about today, eye contact I think is like number one. If you're distracted, whether by the crowd, your phone, or because you're shy, it just devalues that relationship that you're trying to build immediately. If you want to maintain eye contact, but you're uncomfortable with it, just begin by looking like at what we call the third eye chakra, right in the middle of their forehead between the two eyes. And it's hard to tell if somebody is looking there, if they're, if they're looking directly into your eyes. So that's okay to do that. And then slowly you'll become more comfortable with that eye contact and you'll experience that magic when you look into somebody else's eyes and there are those nuances and those emotions and those stories that are carried in the eyes. There is so much information in your eyes. And in the eyes of others. So when you're feeling passionate about your topic, your eyes sparkle. They sparkle. And so do others. So you got to watch for that so that you can really, really go in and ask more questions and comment. Wow, I can see you're really passionate about this. I just love that. Okay, so eye contact. You, figure it out. Figure it out because it's it's the mother of all charismatic personalities. I'll tell you that. But we've got a lot more tips here. I have a lot more tips here. And uh, when we come back from this break, I'm going to talk about remember, remark, and repeat. This is a big, uh, a big uh, faux pas that a lot of people make. And I want to just help you correct it with a few insights and, and thought provoking comments and tips. So see me at ink.com and marlatabaka.com. I'll see you on the other side of this break.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So are you feeling more charismatic yet? (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. And if you already categorize yourself as a person with uh, charisma, I hope you're still picking up some tips here because, you know, we can always, always uh, shine up our act a little bit, can't we? So my next tip, as I told you coming into break, was remember, remark, and repeat. Now, I'm going to be a little bit harsh on this one. And I have the license to be harsh because I am one of these people and I have to work really hard at this, okay? So have you ever introduced yourself to someone only to be acknowledged with this sorry excuse? And I do believe it's a sorry excuse. Here's what they say. Oh, please forgive me if I don't remember your name. I'm just terrible at names, right? Oh, come on. We've all heard that. And probably a lot of us have said it. I've said it. I've said that in the past. And when those words came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, that's just a terrible thing to do, to say to someone. It's like, it's like giving me permission to forget who they are. And it felt awful to say that. So that's when I you know, decided to work on this and, and to change that instead of just give up and, and think that I can't remember names. I mean, why doesn't the person, this person who says that, just say, oh, forgive me if I don't remember your name, but you really just don't matter to me. It's like saying the same thing. Now, 
if somebody came up to that person and introduced themselves and offered them a million dollars, I think that they'd remember that person's name with ease. What do you think? Somebody comes up to you and says, hi, my name is Josephine, and uh, let's have a chat here because I have a million dollars that I'd like to give you at the end of this conversation. You're going to remember Josephine. Yeah. Now, I understand that the ability to remember names decreases with age, and that is a truly biological fact, okay? But strengthening memory is possible and you can play name games you can even if if you're in an event and somebody gives you their card there's no harm in just taking a quick glance at it when they when they glance away or or you know when when they turn to greet someone else or or they take a sip of their drink and they're not really watching you you know be subtle but there's no harm in glancing at that card really fast just being discreet with it you can even do that they don't give you a card they have a name badge don't look at the name badge right before you say their name. Look at it a few beats before, a few sentences before, and embed it, and then say their name, okay? And it's embarrassing when somebody's talking to you, and they're, they're like, glaring at your name badge. Okay, okay. And then they say, so, Marla, oh, come on. You got to treat everybody like a million bucks by making an asserted effort to retain their name at least for the duration of that conversation. Now, here we are with more confessions. I'll admit that when I leave a place where I've met people, I, you know, it's really difficult for me to remember their names. And so I immediately take their business card or I jot down a note saying who they are and something that stood out about them. So so that when they call me or I call them or reach out to them or if I ever hear from them again, then I'm going to know who they are. So make sure to do that. Now, one way of doing this, remember I said this is remember, remark, and repeat. One way of doing this is to repeat their name. You've probably already heard that one. It's so nice to meet you, David. Repeat that name. David, tell me what you do for a living. Wow, David, you know, repeat it a few times. You don't have to get neurotic about it, but repeat it. Another way is to associate the name with someone in your life who has that same name. Okay, so uh, gosh, I can think of uh, like three Davids I know. And you just put that image of that other person in your mind's eye. If you don't know somebody who has that name, then create an alliterative um, pattern of you know, involving something you know about that person. So, hi, my name is Susan and I'm a sales exec over at da-da-da-da-da, Susan in Sales. Cindy from Cincinnati. Oh, wow, Greg is gregarious. So you can do that in a flash. It doesn't take long if you if you practice a little bit. Now, lastly, and actually, this is first, eliminate the belief that you cannot remember names. Stop the cop-out. You can only do what you believe you can do. So instead of going around thinking to yourself, oh gosh, this is so embarrassing, I can't remember names, say, I remember names with ease. I've got my tricks and I use them. And you'll find that just that act alone is going to improve your ability to take a name and carry it in two 
the future in your memory. Okay, do what you can to to uh, to track people's names and stop using that. Oh, forgive me, I, I don't remember names well. Let that one go. It's offensive. It really is. All right, this is the million dollar mindset, right? So we have to talk about the importance of being positive. Yeah, nothing like seeing someone, whether it's someone you see somewhat regularly or now I'm not talking about real, real, real close friendships here and siblings and spouses, although people go overboard with negativity. So do be careful. But this is somebody that you see maybe once a week in the coffee house like I do or um, somebody new. And the first thing they say is, oh, isn't the weather lousy? Or how about, uh, gosh, these appetizers are awful, aren't they? I just got this drink and man, is it watered down. Oh man, not a way to start a conversation with somebody, right? Choose a topic that you're passionate about and your eyes are going to light up and your smile is going to just spread across your face. Now, please, I am, please know that I'm putting this out there in a very passionate way. I think you could tell that I'm passionate about this because I think it's a, it's a huge achievement in my life that I was able to transform as much as I wanted to and as much as I have. Uh, so I want to see that for you too. So yes, I'm putting there, this out there in a passionate way. You know how big or how small to be to suit your personality. Okay. I can have a very large personality when I want to. And so it's okay for me to get all passionate and smiles and bubbly and animated. People expect that from me and it feels very natural and it appears very natural coming from me. You may not want to uh, be that person. You may not be that person. So please take this and apply it in a way that works for you, but definitely higher on the scales if you if you want to grow in this area and, and grow on the charismatic scales, uh, definitely amp it up some. So when I say your eyes light up and your smile lights up, well, that's cool. You know, that's cool. Take it as far as you want to, but make sure that that it suits you. Now you want to ask questions that prompt the other party to continue their story and to let you know how passionate they are because, after all, you're obviously very interested, right? We talked about this is your candy store, not your prison. So you want to hear what this person has to say. I'm not saying that there's not, you know, those few boring, boring, snoozy conversations that you're going to have. Sometimes they're just, you you know, we're all different personality types. We all find things uh, at different levels on the, on the scale of interests. So you may not be interested in hearing all about this guy's uh, last ski trip, but he's passionate about it. So allow that. Just allow it. Avoid talking about hardships as though you're the victim. If you want to talk about hardships, if the conversation goes that way, it's okay, but do it with a positive spin on it. And if you're not in that space where you can do that yet, if the hardship is too raw, then unless that's the intention of the conversation, you don't need to introduce it. And again, there are so many caveats, you know, now that took me back to when I lost my husband. Well, you know what? 
losing someone I loved as much as I did him and, and, and him being the father of my very young children, they were only eight. That was my life. Okay. That defined my life for at least two years and, and going into the third. So, you know, it did come up in front of people that I didn't know well as I got to know them. Not, hi, I'm Marla Tabaka and I just lost my husband. No, but it would come up. But I didn't do it in a victim mentality, from a victim mentality. I did it in a way that was positive, like I'm really learning a lot of new things right now about surviving and coping and, and parenting as a single parent. You know, my husband passed away a few months ago. And while it's been hard, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'm learning and growing. So find a way to say it that isn't, you know, you put the other person in a space of, of feeling bad, either about themselves or about you. And you never, ever want to do that. So stay in that positive place when you meet people, even if you're going through a difficult time. Don't go back out into public until you're ready to. I mean, if you've had a difficult, you know, a hardship, then, then lay low for a little while. You've, you've got to, you've got to grieve. You've got to move through. I, I don't even want to say through. Move with your grief and your loss. Okay. We never get above it or beyond it. But we move with it. We learn how to allow it to become more positive in nature in our lives, even something as difficult as death. And I've had that experience several times now with people who are very, very close to me. So again, I'm speaking from a place of, um, you know, I've earned my license to speak to this and it can be done. And you can make that transition very, very quickly. When my mother died, I thought it was going to be the hardest thing I'd ever experienced in my whole life. And yet, I was able to see the good in the process even before she died. So it does take work, but you can do it. I know you can. And if you need help with that, please reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. I want to help you with these things in life and in business. So just go to my comments section or my connect section on my website at MarlaTabaka.com and tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll set up a time to chat because that's who I am and that's who I want to be for you. So I am so glad that you're listening today. We have another segment of a few more uh, tips for you. I have some bonus tips that are not in the article and I look forward to bringing those to you as well. So we'll see you back in just a couple of seconds. Remember, MarlaTabaka.com. Go on over there and say hey. Thanks. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every Monday night during the debut episode of Paranoia Texas at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And you will get a chance to win some very cool prizes from McDonald's, Walmart, Geek World, Red Petal Salon, and so much more. All you have to do is listen for the cue, and when you hear this music, 
Call in. That's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and win those cool prizes. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome to Podcasting by Professionals. My name is Keith with Radio Links Broadcast Marketing. And I am here today to introduce you to five top industry pros who will teach you everything you need to know to start your own professional podcast. At the end of the course, we think you'll be well on your way to becoming an expert host of your own show. By the way, please do visit our website. It is podcastingbyprofessionals.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. I hope you're feeling just a ton more charismatic and and just anticipating your next party or event or wherever you can meet people with uh, with great hope and energy and excitement. <clears throat> All, right. All right, that was a little too much. I'm laying it on thick, I know, but here we go. I've got some more tips for you. Did you know that you're bilingual? Yep, everybody's bilingual. Your verbal language is not the only language you got. Your hunched shoulders, your arms crossed, and your fidgety habits all speak to a lack of confidence. This is body language, the other voice, the other voice, and everyone has it. So before entering a room, try this to, to, to boost that body language up, to, to really get your state in a place that is, it just reads charisma. This is going to sound silly. You're in for a good laugh now. Strike a power stance so you feel like a superhero, the superhero that you are. You're everybody's hero, right? You're somebody's hero, I should say. There's a a woman named Amy Cuddy who I really enjoy, C-U-D-D-Y, Amy Cuddy. She is a social psychologist, and she's done a lot of research on body languages and other related topics that that just reveal so many interesting facts. And one of the things that her research shows is that we can change other people's perceptions of us and even our own body chemistry, like I said earlier, simply by changing body positions. You know, your mother may have said, sit up straight at the dinner table. Your teacher may have told you to sit up straight. Really, it does make you smarter to sit up straight. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but you're you're going to to change your chemistry when you have an improved um uh, an improved stance, you know, when you've got that 
that wonderful, wonderful posture and you're feeling super. So try a, a playful approach. Before you go out into a public arena, you can try this in the public arena at your own risk if you want to, but strike a pose like Superman. You know how, how he stood with his legs uh, hip width apart and his hands on his hips and he's, he tilted his chin up toward the sky. I did that and I go away from the mic. Brilliant. But anyway, do that. You know, do that. Try that. Just that posture alone is going to help you uh, to to change your body chemistry and to feel more powerful. Tony Robbins teaches this in everything he does. He, one time, one time, I did it more than once. Uh, when I feel nervous about something, like if I have a really huge presentation to make, something that's really important to me, or it's it's in front of a larger crowd than I'm, than I'm accustomed to, or or whatever, um, I walk around the room saying affirmations to myself. And when I do that, I use a strong, commanding voice, and I you know, use a posture that is that is demanding and commanding. And I do that thing that Tony Robbins does, Tony Robbins does where he takes his hand and hits his chest, you know, and I feel like superwoman when I'm done. And I can't tell you how much that boosts my confidence because it really, really, really does. Your internal and external energy will shift in a matter of seconds. All right. So I have some bonus tips here that I did not include in my article because there are just so many things you can do. And, you know, people who say this can't be learned, uh, you know, I really disagree. And I, I hope by now you're disagreeing. Remember your face, okay? You got to be expressive. Ronald Reagan was called the great communicator in part because of that expressive face he had. You know, he could twinkle on cue. He, he was that Irishman actor who who just, oh my gosh, women just oh, swooned in his presence and, and men wanted to be like him. He just had that face that you had to love. Your face attracts most of the eye contact that's given by your listeners and the information that they can read there is the, the, the more they see there, the more they want to pay attention to you, the more they want to understand not only your ideas, but the emotional meaning behind your words and, and everything. They want to understand your mission. They want to understand more about you and what's important to you when they see that expression in your face. So, you know, a lot of people, unlike Ronald Reagan, have that that closed face. It's like a sourpuss or a poker face. And they, I think, they use those expressions to intimidate others and to appear superior. Or they just don't know better. But I think that part of it has to be on purpose, really. Closed faces are, are cold and hard to read, while open faces are warm and expressive. And, wow, that warm face will get so much more positive attention uh, each and every time. So, oh, and another tip here is... Uh, people. Some people have heavy bangs, especially women, but some men too. Hiding your forehead is is really just not a great idea. 
because your forehead is sort of like a billboard for communicating a wide range of emotions, confusion, worry, surprise. You know, they people see this in your forehead. So um, intensity, whatever it is, our foreheads really talk. They really do. So if you're going to have bangs, if you like that look, that's fine. I have bangs, but they're they're wispier. They're not heavy. And, and so my forehead's still visible there. So... All right, now this one, um, not to be misconstrued, we're going to call it social touching, (laughs) okay? Social touching. Now, don't get carried away here, okay? There are some people who are so touchy-feely, it's it's borderline obnoxious. And, and, And sometimes, even though it's authentic to them, it's uncomfortable to others, I know a lot of people who want to hug, 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 hug. They hug when they greet you. They hug every time you say something emotional. They hug when they're excited about something that you just said. They hug when they're excited. They hug to thank you for listening. They hug to tell you how amazing. You know, so before you walk away from a 10-minute conversation, you've got 16 hugs in. And that is just a little much, I think, for almost anyone. But I've been there. I've seen that. I've experienced that. And even for me, I'm a hugger. But even for me, that's really uncomfortable. So you don't want to get carried away with this one. We're talking about appropriate social touching on the upper arm, the shoulder, or the hand. Don't go any lower. All right, folks. Now, there's a study done that actually shows that waiters who are really skilled at this, this social touching thing, make a lot better tips, a lot more money in their day because they know how to to let people know they care on a different level other than just bringing them their food. Okay, so think about that. If waiters are making more money and you can apply this light touch approach uh, when you're talking to people who can really make a difference for you, remember how powerful this this can be for you. So definitely engage in some sort of touching. And lastly, don't be afraid of being the center of attention. When I hear somebody say, I hate being the center of attention, I I feel bad for them. They're missing something. And and some people are just so ambivalent about it that they they just they miss out on so much, so much that others want to do for them. And, and then other people are are at their best in the limelight. And many great actors aren't really extroverted. They're not even good company, but you get them up in front of a crowd and woohoo, you know? So be, be okay with attention. Be okay with praise. And there was a time again, I speak from experience here where I was not that. And so my coach had me uh, engage in a little exercise with, with two of my closest friends. And I actually had to ask my friends to write down a long list. She told me to ask for 100, but I only asked for 50 because I didn't want to inconvenience them. That's who I am, right? Or, you know, who I was. Maybe now I'd ask for 100. I don't know. Um, things that they admired, liked, or respected about me or enjoyed about me. And, and you know, I approached them with like, oh, I hate to ask you this, but I have to do it. It's my coach's home. You know, and they were thrilled to do it. But then... It gets, it gets even bigger than that. Then I had to sit in front of them in person, look them in the eye while they recited 
all of these wonderful qualities and attributes they see in me. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you that it, it, I started to shift. I started to enjoy the attention. I started to take it in. I started to think, wow, you know, if they see me as all that, that's, you know, even, uh, even if they see me, you know, even if some of them are exaggerated, I had to give myself that, that thought, you know, uh, but whatever it was, it was really an amazing, amazing transformative exercise to do. So be okay with being the center of attention. Be okay with a crowd gathering around you. It can be just two people. That's a crowd, whatever. Be okay with it. Love yourself into this. Be patient with yourself. And we're not trying to change who you are. We're just trying to improve how you be who you are. Think about that. Remember, charisma is the transference of enthusiasm. And this does mean having the passion and the energy and the spirit to share, to help others feel the same, to help them feel passionate and enthusiastic and excited about life and in a better place than they were before they met you. That's what, to me, charisma is. And I think that each and every person in this world can develop charisma. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you, even if it is with pushback. You know I'm okay with that. So, so let me know what you think and keep me posted on who you are today and how you want to get that person out into the world in a bigger way and your success and your challenges. I love it. I love it. I want to hear it all. So, And if you want to come on the show and talk about it, we can do that too. You've been listening to Marla Tabaka. That's me. It's been just a delight to be here with you today. And I really look forward to to speaking to you next week. Next week we have, oh, how I propose, we have a body language expert coming on the show. She's a well-published author. And uh, we're going to have some fun with that. So, again, go on over there and visit me at Inc.com. Look me up there. Social media, Twitter, I'm at Marla Tabaka. And um, I love sharing stuff there. And I love seeing what other people share and on Facebook you can go to my page Marla Tabaka or my personal profile too and uh, I'd love to hook up with you in social see you over there and I'll see you again next week thanks everybody for tuning in to Million Dollar Mindset Radio Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if